Welcome to the Pipeline award-winning podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore, and you can find me coming through your speakers right now. Well, it's Fantasy Friday. We do this every week, and of course, we do it with the best in the biz, Ryan from NCAF Nation 24-7. Ryan, how are we doing? Doing good. Another week of uh, research, another week of some plays that I like, so we hope, hopefully me or somebody that listens to this can uh can win that 50k yeah so as ryan alluded to we're talking about DraftKings specifically they have a two hundred thousand dollar saturday kickoff contest in which fifty thousand dollars goes to first place so a lot of money to be had even if you don't enter in the necessarily fifteen dollar contest which is is the max but here's how it works we have fifty thousand dollars not the prize money hopefully you win that but not the prize money but for a salary cap Better players cost more, longer shots cost less, and you kind of got to mix and match and and try and come up with the best lineup to maximize both with your salary and the points scored. We're going to start always at the top with the quarterbacks. Ryan, quite a few top plays this week. You have C.J. Stroud, Michael Penix Jr., Stetson Bennett, Hendon Hooker, Spencer Sanders. But who do you have at the top? Yeah, it's got to be C.J. Stroud. At $9,200, he's going up against Michigan State, who whose defenses look pretty bad, especially the pass defense. So $9,200 is a pretty good deal for Stroud. Usually a play like him is around 10 k so I feel like you get a, a good discount this week. He's, he's averaging 26.4 points per game, which, you know, some of these other guys are averaging in the 30s, but it just depends. With Ohio State being such a high-scoring offense, it just depends. Like last week, Mayan Williams got a lot of touchdowns, and especially in the red zone. You know, any week, uh, Stroud could have five or six touchdown passes. So 9,200, he's, he's definitely my favorite player of the bunch. Yeah, Stroud's had a, a very good year. He's still the Heisman favorite. But you're right, that price is a little lower than maybe in years past, but kind of speaks to him not putting up those kind of video game numbers that he's put up last year. Maybe he'll do it this year against, as you said, a bad Michigan State pass defense. For our value picks, again, quite a few picks here. Cam Rising, only 7900 for Utah, and he's kind of sneaky been coming on. So has Utah. They lost, obviously, early on in the season at Florida but they've kind of started to gain their footing and started to climb back up the charts. What do you think about for him this week? Yeah, I think he's probably a good contrarian play. I don't think he'll be highly owned at 7,900. People are going to see, you know, uh, players like Jackson Dort for 7,500 against Vanderbilt or somebody like Max Duggan and Jalen Daniels, who've been going off lately. They're way cheaper, so – Rising's one of those contrarian plays we talk about. I think, you know, for Utah to beat UCLA, he's going to have to have a big game. And I, I I see him getting, you know, 200 to 300 passing yards. It just depends on how many touchdowns he gets. Like, does Utah run it in for a touchdown or does Rising throw for it? So, yeah, 7,900, good contrarian play. Um, Jackson Dart at 7,500 against Vanderbilt. I think, you know, he's only averaging 16 points per game, which is pretty low for an Ole Miss quarterback, you know, especially after what we watched Matt Corral do the last few years. So I think at 7,500 against Vanderbilt, he's he's a great play. And then some of the, the guys below Dart that I have listed are some of my favorite ones. So Max Duggan at 7,200 against Kansas. I know Kansas, you know, played pretty good defense last week, but we'll see if they can hold up two straight weeks. 
Donovan Smith at 7,000. He's he's another contrarian play. He's going to be low-owned, I believe. People aren't going to want to play him against Oklahoma State, but he puts up numbers every week. And then you got Jalen Daniels at 6,900. He's averaging 30.2 points per game. So I think he'll be highly owned, but he could he could be pretty good. But Anthony Richardson at uh, 6,800, I, I think that's a really good play. I don't think he'll be as high owned as, you know, a lot of people think he'll he'll be because they play Missouri and people are going to be like, oh, I see what Missouri did last week to Georgia. I'm not going to play Anthony Richardson, but I think uh, he's another good play. Yeah, sometimes you have out of sight, out of mind. And I think people might forget that Florida actually did play last week. They just did it on Sunday. And I think they're where they're going against Eastern Washington. Yeah, Eastern Washington. Yep. Yeah, so Richardson didn't have to expend a ton of energy. They got the easy victory, but he still stayed in form. Could be a good low-owned play this week. We'll see how it goes. For your long shot, here's our man. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Quinn Ewers at 6,500. Yeah, well, if he plays at 6,500, that's he's going to be the most. He's going to be the highest-owned quarterback on the slate because I mean, you're going up against Oklahoma whose defenses look really bad. So 6,500, he'll be a great play, but he'll also be really high, really high owned, you know. So I might be looking at J.J. McCarthy at 6,400 if you does play as a contrarian play off of yours. So at 6,400, you know, he's averaging 14 points per game. That's not, that's not really good. It's not going to win you the prize money, but for him to be low owned, if he gets you 25 to 30 points, he could uh, he could help you win it this week. Yeah, so I guess what you'd hope is that Ewers does play. He's obviously highly owned by a lot of players, and maybe he's a little rusty. Maybe he's a little off his game just due to the game's missed or the injury, or maybe the injury's still kind of nagging or bothering him. I mean, not that we'd wish an injury on someone, of course. I'm just saying he doesn't produce maybe at that top level, and you can go with one of these contrarian plays like you said, even Aiden O'Connell or Ryan Helensky as well. Yeah, Helensky's really cheap, 4,900. I mean, he's averaging 18 points per game in Wisconsin, just fired the coach. Their, their defense doesn't look as good as usual. So 4,900, if he could get you 150 yards and two touchdowns, he'll pay off for, uh, for that price. Yeah, exactly. For a lower price guy, maybe you, you take a shot at him and then stack your lineups for running backs or wide receivers. And that's always the perfect segue. We're going with running backs next. Our top plays, Bijan Robinson, Braylon Allen, and Travion Henderson. Out of those three, obviously those are three huge studs. Who do you like the most? I like Bijan the most. Uh, I think he'll have the best game against Oklahoma. He's, you know, 9K, so he's the, the most expensive one of the three. But he's definitely the best play. But the contrarian play I like is Braylon Allen. Wisconsin just fired the head coach. The offense was horrible last week. He, I think they rushed for two yards. If you would have told me Braylon Allen was rushing for two yards against <laughs> Illinois, I would have never wanted to talk about college football with you again. <laughs> so at $8,500, his price is kind of high still. I don't think he's going to be played that much this week. I think he's going to be low-owned, and I'm looking at him this week to have a bounce back. Yeah, just like I said, out of sight, out of mind. We always kind of remember the last thing that happened – And what we remember with Wisconsin is them not rushing for anything and then firing a coach and team seems in disarray. Braylon Allen tweeted out support for Paul Chris. So maybe he kind of comes out and plays inspired ball this week. We'll see. 
For our best values, quite a few guys here. Blake Corum at 7,900 going against an Indiana team, but Corum just seems unstoppable. I feel like 7,900 is still a little too cheap for him. Yeah, I don't know what DraftKings has against Corum, but his pricing is really good every week. So I've been playing him almost every week, and he's paying off. He's averaging almost 27 points per game fantasy-wise. The matchup against Indiana, it's you know pretty good matchup. So yeah, he'll be a, a great play. Uh, at 6,500, Washington running back Wayne Talia Papa, the, the UVA transfer. He's a guy that I think this week is gonna gonna have a big big game. Washington goes up against Arizona State. He's like the goal line back. I think he's gonna do pretty good. And last week, watching Ole Miss play Kentucky, Quinshawn Jukins. I think he's a freshman. I noticed, you know, the last few weeks, he's he's been pretty good, man. Like, he hits the hole. He's gone. He left the defense in the dust. At $6,400, I think a lot of people are going to play Zach Evans, but Jukins might be the best Ole Miss running back to play in DFS. I'm sure that's going to be probably a bit of a contrarian play. And those we always like those contrarian plays and values high on the list of, of guys we want to put in our lineup. One quick note, we're talking a little bit of we, – we mentioned Travion Henderson. If he doesn't play again this week, Mayan Williams, I think, really shoots up the uh, the rankings there. Yeah, he scored 53 fantasy points last week. It's unbelievable. So it's 7,300 if Henderson doesn't play, then Williams will be a good play. I think he'll also be really highly owned. If Henderson does play, I'm not gonna not gonna touch Williams. I just don't wanna don't wanna play the backup, you know, for 7,300 dollars. So if, if Travion Henderson plays. I don't want to play Williams as the backup running back for 7,300. If Henderson doesn't play, I think Williams would be so high owned that I also don't want to play him. I think he'll have a good game, but I want to look elsewhere this week. So we have the potential for, depending on injuries, a couple guys like Quinn Ewers, like Mayan Williams, that could be highly owned. So maybe, again, go with some different guys, mixing your matching your lineups contrarian plays and be able to gain on the masses all it would take is you know you outscore them and you've gained on a ton of people when you're trying to vie for those big prizes for long shot plays we have dylan downing and donovan edwards which two of these do you think yeah i like downing at uh at 5k he's like the number one running back for purdue now so you got an offense that you know they can move the ball, they can score. So he's he's come along pretty good. And of course Edwards, if Michigan gets a big lead on Indiana, it's no need for them running Corm in the ground. So at forty six hundred, Edwards, you know he's he's a versatile back. He can catch the ball. You know he's capable of uh, breaking off big plays. So at forty six hundred, he's he's a pretty good play this week. Yeah, and so Michigan, although they are at Indiana, they're around a 22, 23 point favorite. So to your point, could build up a big lead. Maybe start resting quorum for some of those Big Ten matchups down the stretch. Turning the page to receivers, I saw in your – and by the way, we will link Ryan's article in the pod description, so please click on it for even greater discussion, greater detail. Always more information is better than less. You didn't necessarily have a top play that stuck out to you. You had both the Ohio State wide receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Marvin Harrison. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think DraftKings had uh, Marvin Mims as their highest-ranked, uh, highest-priced wide receiver. And I mentioned last week that he'd been struggling, you know, as far as fantasy-wise, like DFS-wise. And I'm not I'm not going to pay that much for Marvin Mims this week with Dylan Gabriel probably out. So, 
you know, if Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba, if he comes back and plays this week at 7,500, you're getting the top wide receiver in college football for 7,500. That's probably – you'll never get him that cheap again. So, him and Marvin Harrison, I think I think all the Ohio State wide receivers are good plays this week against uh, Michigan State. Yeah, I guess you'd just be kind of rolling the dice on which one's going to have the biggest game. Is Jackson Smith and Jigba fully healthy? Of course, you, you know, as you mentioned, C.J. Stroud's your top guy. Here you have a chance to stack one, maybe two of them, really roll the dice and just go in all in on Ohio State. We'll have to see. But best values, good list here. Quite a few household names, maybe a couple that aren't. Out of your best values, who do you think could have the, well, the best value? I think if you're looking at the best value as far as price, then I think uh, Kayshawn Boutte at 4,800, it would be your best value. But you know, he scares me, and he's probably going to be low-owned just because he scares everybody else. He's He doesn't look right this year. Like, he's not as motivated to catch balls from Daniels. But at 4,800, LSU's got a score to keep up with Tennessee. I think that's your best value as far as price. The best plays on here, in my opinion, Xavier Worthy at 6,300. We all remember what he did against Oklahoma last year. And he had 39 fantasy points last week, so it seems like he's – you know, catching some steam here. Obviously, Rome Adunzi at 7,200. I think he's one of the most underrated guys, and he'll be low-owned because people just don't know as much about him. Uh, from what I've noticed, the West Coast guys kind of go under the radar a little bit. I think a lot of people will play Charlie Jones at 7K or Brock Bowers at 7,100. So, uh, Rome Adunze, I-, I guess that's how you pronounce his last name, is who I really like this week. As we mentioned, Xavier Worthy, if Ewers comes back, I'm sure his value goes up even more. Maybe you take him and and skip Ewers, or or if people are stacking him, maybe you do go with a very low-priced Kayshawn Booty, and maybe it pays off, and he finally kind of breaks out of his slump. As you mentioned, they are going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with Tennessee and Josh Heupel's high-flying offense. For our long shot plays, these are the guys that are very low priced, but man, if they could just get you a touchdown or 50 yards and a touchdown, really makes that value worthwhile and you able to stack your lineup in other areas. Who's your favorite long shot play at wide receiver this week? I think I like uh, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end for Utah, because uh, the other tight end for Utah, Brand uh, Kuthi, he's he's out for the season. So at 4,400, Kincaid is going to be the number one go-to guy, you know, for Cam Rising throwing the ball to. I also like Michael Trigg at 3,500. He goes up against Vanderbilt. He's got a great matchup. I could see him, you know, getting a touchdown or two in that game. Then the guy, another guy on here, Jalen Polk at 4,500. He's the guy that won me $300 a few weeks ago when I finished in the top five in that contest I won. He had, a, he had a big week that week. Uh, I think he had three touchdowns. Last week, he only caught one pass. So, he's a boom or bust guy. But if he hits, he could be he could be the game changer for you. I'm with you with that Kincaid play because Utah does like to utilize their tight ends. And as you mentioned, their starter's out for the year. So, Kincaid may be stacking with Cam Rising. You said he was a contrarian play early on. Could be a stack here. And, if man, if they could hook up with one – Maybe two touchdowns, especially for Kincaid only being 4,400. That would be hitting a grand slam, to say the least. Yeah, I think that'll be a low-owned stack, too, so that's a that's a good uh, choice. Let's go through your mock lineup. Quarterback, you got Anthony Richardson, as we mentioned. Most people probably don't remember that he actually played last week, but 
you have him for QB at 6,800. Running back Wayne Talapapa, running back Kendra Miller, wide receiver Michael Trigg, wide receiver Rome Odunzi, wide receiver Xavier Worthy, flex Raheem Sanders, and your super flex Jackson Dart. Now, this is just one mock lineup that Ryan puts together just for those to show you how he kind of balances salary and maybe some contrarian plays, but play around with it and reach out to us if you have any questions. As always, Ryan says his DMs are open. Our DMs are open, but Ryan, you like this lineup here? Um, any other possible tweaks with it? Yeah, I will add that when I when I submitted my article, you know, I I wasn't sure if KJ Jefferson was playing or not. If he doesn't play, then I don't like Raheem Sanders as much because I feel like the Arkansas offense won't be going as uh, smoothly as it usually does. So if if Jefferson doesn't play, I'll take. Raheem Sanders out of my lineup right there, and uh, I'll replace him with another guy I got as, as a good value, you know, either at a running back or wide receiver. Yeah, so in those flex and super flex positions, and if you follow us for any length of time, you'll know that Ryan always likes to play a quarterback at a super flex position. Makes the most sense as far as value, points value for your money. All right, I think that will wrap up this week. As I mentioned – please click on the link to Ryan's article. It'll be in the description of the pod. Make sure you follow us at pipeline underscore on Twitter. And obviously you're probably already following Ryan NCAF nation 24 seven and reach out to us. If you're new to it, if you're experienced, if you just have questions about DFS or predictions or just our thoughts, definitely reach out to us. We're always happy to interact with the fans. You guys love it just as much as we do. Please leave us a five-star review. Please subscribe to the pod and interact with us. Send us DMs, whatever you want to do. We just always love the community and we always love the support that you guys give us. But that'll do it for this time. We'll see you next time on Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast.